0: Perfect Stranglers contains graphic and explicit content suitable for mature listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, guys! <laughs> Welcome to Perfect Stranglers. This is Kylie. And I'm Bree. You got something to say?
1: Oh yeah, I do. Aye. I'm Bree.
0: <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the welcome to the Cool Kids Club. Um uh, I have I have been trying to watch movies cuz I'm not a movie watcher uh-huh. at all. I don't know what it is, but I just there's so many good movies that people say are good that I just like don't watch. I just find it really hard to get in the mood to watch a full-on movie. I get that. I don't know what it is, but I decided to watch a movie last night because I really like like crime dra- crime drama mm-hmm. and which is surprising, but especially like courtroom dramas where they're actually in the courtroom doing stuff because you're always like waiting for like the, the big piece of evidence to drop. I watched a movie last night on Netflix with Keanu Reeves. It, was, it came out in 2016 and it's called The Whole Truth. And you could definitely tell, at least I think, that they borrowed a lot from the Menendez brothers trial. And I thought of this because you said Menendez brothers on the last episode. Uh-huh. Um, but they borrowed a lot from the Menendez brothers trial with the, the whole situation that happened. And uh, it was very good. It was very good. Nice. I'm not a big, I, I don't want to say I'm not a big Keanu Reeves fan per se, but I just I, I understand that he's a great person. He's a great human being. I don't think he's a great actor, because <laughs> I always see him as just Keanu Reeves trying to play a character. I don't see him as the character. If that makes sense.
1: Uh yep, yeah, that does make sense. Okay. Um, okay. unless certain, he's like certain, unless he's in Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. he's a good actor in Bill yeah. and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs>
0: because I feel like that's just him <laughs> right just there are certain like major him. celebrities yeah yes there are certain major celebrities where you can't help but just see the celebrity as the celebrity playing a character instead of like take the celebrity out and like oh my god this they are the character
1: yeah you know who's another one Vin Diesel
0: yeah yep for me always Vin Diesel uh, yeah
1: Hmm.
0: And then there are certain people who just, they are the, like Kevin Hart, Melissa McCarthy, Rebel Wilson, um, The Rock. Those four are the big ones that come to mind where they take the same roles because they're just like, hey, The Rock. You, you be The Rock, but you're The Rock in this situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's like no range there. Right. Not that I'm an actor or anything, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, like Kevin Hart to me always just screams. His voice is so annoying. He just screams
1: everything. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think he's just become accustomed to that because he's such a little feller.
0: Yeah, a little feller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is a little feller. Everly calls <laughs> uh, Miko a little feller. She goes, Hey, little feller. Oh, cute. <laughs> or, Hey, Bud, Bud. Hey, Bud. Hey, little feller. Oh, <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, she's the best. Um, but yeah, I definitely get that with Kevin Hart. Rebel Wilson, I think people love her and I don't understand it. I don't
1: think she's funny. She's a little funny. I don't know.
0: It's the it's the constant self-deprecating humor that I don't like. But now that she's yeah. not bigger, she can't really self-deprecate humor. Uh-huh. Because all of her humor on herself was fat jokes, which is very harmful. Yeah. Yeah
1: and awful it's Um, it's it's uncomfortable after a while to listen to (laughs) so yeah your character's
0: name is fat amy yeah yeah like now what is she gonna say what is she gonna make up make fun of herself now she's actually gonna have to be a comedian right instead of just making fun of herself yeah and she hasn't been in anything since
1: then so um so there's that well i saw a movie recently and what was it uh death on the nile how was it it was all right. I saw it in IMAX, which, not necessary. You don't have to see it in IMAX to appreciate it. Death on the
0: Nile. Okay, sci-fi? Sci-fi situation?
1: Um. Yeah or no? No. It's a murder mystery. It's an Agatha Christie.
0: Oh, it is. Oh! Okay, I see. Oh, is that who we're talking about? It is. Okay. <laughs> is it can... that why you decided to do this? It is.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's a. It was a. It's about two hours long. It was a murder mystery, classic Agatha Christie. Um, it was pretty good. I watched also um, last night. I watched Murder on the Orient Express, which is another. How was that? Um, that was actually better, I think, just because like. Okay, so Death on the Nile was... It was okay. Had some good stars in there. But Orient, uh, Murder on the Orient Express is, like, a completely star-studded cast. It's Johnny Depp, Michelle Pfeiffer, um, um, that guy, Josh Gad, um, I feel like I'm missing somebody who I'm gonna be like, why didn't I say that person? But yeah, there's... There's a lot of stars in that one, and it was really good. And um, it's another, and some of the characters are the same Um, between Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. The main character, the investigator, Inspector Poirot, he is, like, one of Agatha Christie's characters, along with, like, Miss Marple, who is not in these movies. But, like, she wrote multiple books with, with these people in it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting. I've never read an Agatha Christie book before. I
0: have not either. And we all know that when I say I read a lot, I'm not reading anything scholarly or classic or like impressive. That's not
1: my jam. I am not that person. Now, when you say that, are you talking about like flowery language and stuff like that? I'm talking about any any
0: classics where people are like
1: like to kill a mockingbird catcher in the rye
0: yes yeah that type of thing like big like if you if if you were talking to someone who I always think of like a liberal arts major this is very big generalization but I'm gonna say it a liberal arts major who goes to book book bookshops, shops drinks coffee and like takes their time out to read like that person who probably is reading something very either a classic that like everyone who reads has read it or educational or anything like that uh-huh. i am not that person i'm reading fairy smut so <laughs> or crime dramas i'm reading fairy smut thrillers crime dramas and um paranormal shit
1: Yeah, I get the feeling that this type of stuff, this type of reading is like, okay, I don't know if you remember the episode of, um, My Favorite Murder when Karen is talking about, um, going to her, like, aunt's cabin or something and being so frickin' bored that she just will, like, read a book off the shelf, and it was a, um, it was, uh, what's that author's name? I have one of her books. Uh, shoot. My sweet Audrina, the author of that book. Anyways, she, she's like, it's like, you know, you just get lost in these books because you're just so bored that, like, you know, that's your main source yeah. of entertainment. I think it's like that kind of a book. Okay. Like, okay. it's one where you're going to yeah. pay attention the whole time. Like, you're, yeah. And that's what the movies are, too. It's you, you've got to pay attention the whole time. Because there's like okay. little things where it's like, oh, that really was significant right. kind of thing. Okay. So All
0: she, Agatha Christie, well, let's do...
1: she has only been outsold by the Bible and Shakespeare.
0: Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to do some housekeeping and then we're going to get into it. Okay. All right. Hi, Stranglers. Uh, thank you for listening. Every week, you're the best. Um, did you know we're at, we're at over 10,000 downloads now? That's cool. I know. A year ago, at this time that we're recording, we were at just over 1,000. Wow. We're at 10,000. That's insane. I love it. I know.
1: Thank you so much, listeners.
0: No shit. And keep sharing us with your friends and family. You know, it goes a long way. Word of mouth goes a long way for sharing your favorite true crime podcast. Um, But if you're liking what you're hearing, follow us and do all of the things on social media. Facebook is at Perfect Stranglers, a true crime podcast. Instagram is at Perfect underscore Stranglers. Twitter is at Perf Stranglers. Um, Subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, and if you're on Apple podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That is super, super helpful to us and leave a review, which is again, really, really helpful. We love to hear what you have to say. Um, and we like our egos to be stroked a little bit. So, so there's that. Um, and then if you're listening on Spotify, you can also give us a five-star rating on there. Super easy. Go to our page, click that five stars and we will love you forever. Um, and if you have any scary stories, recommendations, anything like that, feel free to message us on any of our social media sites, uh, DM us, or email us, contact at perfectstranglers.com and go to our website, perfectstranglers.com for all things us. All right. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. What do you have to say, Brie? So today we're talking about the disappearance of Agatha Christie, um but first I want to give you a little bit of a little bit more background about her, about her life. So, um, Agatha Christie was, uh, she's always a very private person who was careful to take, to cover her tracks, to protect said privacy. Uh, And that's why her disappearance and all the headlines it caused was so peculiar. Um, so Agatha Christie, just to get into the background, she was born in England in 1890. Um, her mother, uh, thought children under eight shouldn't need to learn how to read yet. Um, but Agatha was precocious and she loved to listen to the stories that her governess would read to her. And by age five, she could read her favorite book, The Angel of Love. She learned to read by memorizing, um, the way each word looked rather than learning the alphabet and learning to write and put letters together to form words, so she kind of learned backwards from how reading and writing is normally taught. And because of this, she had a very difficult time distinguishing individual letters. And as a child, her spelling was a hot mess, and she didn't really enjoy writing at all. Um, but she was a bright child, and by the age of eleven, she had her first uh, her first work, a poem published in the local paper agatha did not go to school she was homeschooled and like not i don't i don't think it was very like formal lessons she just didn't go to school basically Mm -hmm. um she was pretty socially isolated uh she had an active imagination she uh ended up writing her very first uh complete novel um when she was working as a nurse in world war 1 um her older sister actually like kind of like dared her or like like challenged her she's like you know do you think that you could write a you know great successful crime novel because her sister yeah. had her sister was an accomplished writer and her okay. sister had some like plays and stuff um that were, you know, put on on like the West uh, End of London or whatever, um, so it was kind of like a like a competition, and so she finally put the pen to paper, in, um, in like the in the downtime of being a nurse in World War One, um, so also being a nurse, that's where she gained all of her knowledge of poisons that she used in her books. Um Ooh. yeah, she got married uh, during the winter of 2000 2000 uh, I was about to say 2000 <laughs> in the winter of <laughs> 1914 um, the, f- <laughs> the first winter of World War one. she married uh-huh. Archibald Christie um, who was uh, a handsome fighter pilot. Uh, five years into their marriage, their daughter Rosalind was born. And um, Agatha had a moderate success with a handful of books in the early 20s. She was kind of starting to take off. And on the surface, uh, her life seemed to be going wonderfully with a handsome husband who had been in the armed forces and a daughter and her beginnings of fame. But things began to unravel and it had lasting effects on her life and her career. In the mid-1920s, her husband, Archibald, told her that he was in love with another woman and he wanted to leave her. Also, her mother died, who she adored, um, around the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, it all kind of came to a head on Friday, December 3rd, 1926. Mm -hmm. Um, Agatha Christie went missing from her home in Sunningdale, england and became the subject of a mystery not unlike her own novels um her car was found uh, by a chalk quarry in the next town about seven miles away and it was parked uh close to the edge of the um cliff at the quarry and inside her car there was an attache case which is like a briefcase Um... Ooh,
0: we've talked about attachés.
1: Um I forget
0: what case it was. Nicola would know. Yeah, I
1: forgot what it was, too. Um, there was also a fur coat and her driver's license in the car. Um, but Agatha was nowhere to be found, and the news of her disappearance sent headlines around the world. Um... Three days later, the search was called off for her because Agatha's brother-in-law received a letter in the mail from Agatha saying um, that she'd gone to a... Sp- Jambini Ramsey.
0: Jambini Ramsey was the attaché.
1: Oh, true, 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 true. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry. This <laughs> just came to me.
1: <laughs> okay, so her brother, um, Agatha's brother-in-law received a letter in the mail from Agatha um, saying that she'd gone to a spa in Yorkshire for the rest, for rest and treatment. Um, the police believed this to be a fake and their search resumed. Um, and, uh, a week after a week, the police were completely boggled. There had been many reports of sightings of Agatha Christie all over England, but none of these tips led anywhere. Um, the police became desperate for a break in the case, and they went. Uh, too <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. I <laughs> <coughs> okay, Um, police became desperate for a break in the case, and they went so far as to bring one of her dogs to the scene where the car was found and try and see if the dog could lead Ooh. them to any potential clues by following her scent. But the poor little <laughs> yeah. But the poor little doggy. Just whined pitifully, is what they said, Oh <laughs> yeah, oh, poor baby, yeah, um they had a seance, even,, <laughs> Ooh. yeah. They looked through her manuscripts um to you know, find any leads, any clues. Um, none of these efforts yeah. produced any re- results, and it is thought that this is one of the first times that airplanes were actually deployed to search for a person. Um, oh wow. On December 11th, 8 days after her disappearance, it was revealed that um there was um a major <clears throat> sorry, there was a major break in the case because three letters that Agatha had written before she disappeared had been discovered. One of them was a letter to the brother-in-law that they thought was a fake. Mm-hmm. The second one was a letter to her private secretary and the letter contained details about her schedule. And the third was a letter to her husband, Archie, uh, who allegedly refused to turn the letter over to police. And allegedly he burned this letter and he said that it had no information about her whereabouts. Um, interesting, a little suspicious if you ask me, um, Another clue came on December 15th from uh, a musician named Bob Tappan, who was a banjo player in the resident band at the Swan Hydra Hotel in Yorkshire. Um, He reported that um, something looked a bit familiar about a woman he'd seen dancing the Charleston in the ballroom of the hotel. They investigated this lead, and it turns out it was the real Agatha Christie that he had seen. It had been 12 days since her disappearance, and the letter that she sent to her brother-in-law that they thought was a fake was not a fake, after all. So, she'd been at the spa in Yorkshire the entire time, and nobody had thought to check there. So, they had all these leads from, like, random people all over England that they were chasing, but they didn't Wait go a to second. the freaking spa. She was
0: spa. at a spa? Yeah. She was at a spa this entire time. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, How dumb, right? Yeah. So she was exactly where she said she was going. um, And so she apparently had gotten from her car to a train station Took the train to the spa where she went dancing, enjoyed spa treatments. Uh, Nobody at the spa bothered her despite there being a frantic manhunt for her. And this is likely because she checked in under a different name. She checked in under the name Mrs. Teresa Neal, which was a very similar name to her husband's mistress's name, Nancy (gasps) Neal. Um, After finding out um, where she was, Agatha's husband drove to the spa to get her and she greeted him with a stony stare and was at a loss for who he was. Um, Archie told reporters that she didn't know who she was and she had suffered complete memory loss. Uh, Reporters had found out about the mistress and pointedly asked him why she chose that last name, the last name Neil as her fake name. And he deflected just saying that she didn't know who she was. And there was little evidence to corroborate this because there was no reports of her like asking for help or um, like approaching uh, a police officer or someone in uniform, someone else in authority to um, help find out who she was as is common in amnesiac cases. Um, But after this incident, Agatha and Archie lived separately. Um, Agatha and her daughter moved to London and she began receiving mental health care. And according to Agatha, this treatment gradually restored her memory. Um, Agatha and Archie officially got divorced um, two years later in 1928. She did remarry uh, and had a happier marriage. Um, There are two theories... About what happened. And then there's what she says happened. So okay. um, she never talked about it. Uh, even in her autobiography. Uh, all she wrote about it was she said it's best not to dwell on it. Um, <laughs> And so the theories are. <laughs> okay. It's just so English, right? Um, yeah. The, you know, stiff upper lip. Keep calm yep. and carry on. <laughs> yep, we don't talk about it. Um. So the theories are that it was a planned publicity stunt to skyrocket her career, which was already taking off in a big way anyway. um, Yeah. And which also like kind of doesn't really make sense because she has always like been a very private person. So it kind of seems like a bit over the top for her. How yeah. modest she was and stuff. Um, the other theory is that she was attempting to publicly embarrass her husband, who was being unfaithful, and also because she wanted to ruin his weekend that he intended on spending Mm -hmm. with his mistress. She went missing on a Friday. Um, his weekend plans Mm -hmm. were certainly changed once she went missing. Um. Yep. Yep. So, the only time she ever spoke about the incident was a rare interview with the Daily Mail in February of 1928. Um, She spoke about it basically just to get the press off her back about it. Um, And this is what she says happened. Um, She said that she had been suffering from insomnia, sleeping only about two hours a night uh, at that time, and she was known to suffer from depression. She says she was having suicidal thoughts. So while driving that Friday afternoon, she passed by, a quarry, and a thought entered her mind of driving into it, but her daughter was in the car with her, so she dismissed the thought at once. That night, she went out and drove around aimlessly by herself, and once she thought that she was near where she had seen the quarry earlier that afternoon, she said she turned her wheel down the hill and let go of the wheel and let the car go by itself. Um, The car struck something and stopped suddenly, And she says her head hit the steering wheel. Um, She said, and I quote, "'Up until this point, I was Mrs. Christie. After the accident in the car, however, I lost my memory. I remember arriving at a big railway station, asking what it was and being surprised that it was Waterloo Station.' Uh, It is strange that the railway authorities there did not recall me because I was covered with mud and I had smeared blood on my face from a cut on my head. Um, I then remember arriving at the hotel. Um, I was still muddy and showing signs of my accident when I arrived there. Uh, I had now become, in my mind, Mrs. Tessa Neal of South Africa. What? As Missus Neal, I was very happy and contented. I had become, as it were, a new woman, and all the worries and anxieties of Missus Christie had left me. When I was brought back to my life as Missus Christie again, many of my worries and anxieties returned. And although I am now quite well and cheerful, I have lost my and have lost my morbid tendencies completely. I have not quite that utter happiness of Missus Neal. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's, it's a little different.
0: I, I can't.
1: That is bizarre. Yeah. The interviewer asked the hard questions, too. He asked, how could she have seen newspapers with all the headlines about her disappearance with pictures of herself on the front page and still mm-hmm. remain oblivious? To yeah. this, she responded. Good point. <clears throat> Sorry, I got turned page. She said, "I read every day about Mrs. Christie's disappearance and came to the conclusion that she was dead. Uh, I regarded her as having acted stupidly. I was greatly struck by my resemblance to her and pointed it out to other people in the hotel. It never occurred to me that I might be her, as I was quite satisfied in my mind as to who I was." End quote.
0: Um Thank you hold on. Yeah. So she thinks she's this other person and then did she and then she then understood eventually that she was Agatha Christie, right? Like it helped her. Whatever she did, what was it? Yeah, she did like, she went
1: to a therapist. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. God, this is bizarre. So the public did not believe her and the part of the story that people who thought she was lying always circled back to was that she said she left her house with 60 pounds which is equal to 81 dollars in today's money it would be worth 3,800 pounds which is equal to 5,000 around 5,000 us dollars so their argument is that they think that she wouldn't have enough money to pay for like 11 days worth of hotel stay, lavish meals, new clothes, spa treatments, all that. Right. Um, Right. Do you believe her? Or what do you think happened?
0: (laughs) I have no idea. I think that she, one, wanted to get away, and then she knew that she was in too deep, and she came up with an elaborate story to make an excuse for wanting to
1: get away because of the mistress. So... There's a thing called a fugue state. Okay. It's a real mental thing. And I think that's what happened to her. I think it was a combination of a lot of mental things. It basically it's like a mental break. Um mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that it was kind of a combination of a lot of things. It was it was her insomnia, anxiety, depression over mm-hmm. the relationship stuff with her husband yeah yeah and then i don't know if she actually did hit her head i don't know if she actually did like you know because there are pictures of her car and her car doesn't look fucked up okay um so i don't know if she actually did hit her head or not um there's no like pictures of her like after like at the spot like After Archie picked her up from the spa or anything like that, I think that they probably, um, like, told, like, got their story straight of, like, what to say to, like, the press and stuff like that. And I think that it was inadvertently a publicity stunt, not on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, But I think that there's... I think a, l- a
0: psychotic break makes sense. Yeah.
1: But I also think that there's a lot that she's not actually, like, saying. Like, I think that, like, mm-hmm. she's... I don't know. I think, like, she's being honest with the press, but, like, not saying completely everything that, like, she thought and felt and everything. But, which is fine. Like, yeah. it's her life. Like, yeah. You know? But very interesting. But she... wild. She... Wrote a ton more books after that. At the time, like, she was suffering from, like, writer's block because she was so, like, just, you know, overwhelmed with her life and whatever. But after that, she yeah. wrote, like, many, like, amazing, famous books. And she... She lived a long life. She died in 1976. That is long. So, yeah. So that's Agatha Christie for ya. The Disappearance Did and... her. She was found again, so it's a happy ending. Nobody died. Did her writing style or stories
0: change after this? Or was it just classic Agatha Christie? Like, you wouldn't have been able to tell she went through the the mental break or whatever it may have been.
1: So, we know? I watched a documentary about her and her writings. And basically, they, like, analyzed all of her writings. They, they looked for that um they said basically she kind of has almost like a formula that works for her she doesn't use um like a bunch of like crazy flowery language she uses like simple language she uses the like they they compared her works with the works of sir arthur conan doyle and with the rest of like just general authors and stuff like that and she was very Mm -hmm. consistent. Her, basically her entire writing career. The only thing that was slightly different was her use of like, like if they would have like, like spiritualism um, in her writings, like, um, like having seances and stuff like that. But yes, she was, she was pretty consistent. Pretty consistent. Yeah. But in the, in the Buzzfeed unsolved though, they, they, Kind of asked the same thing, and Ryan um, was saying, "Like, wouldn't it be funny if after this whole thing with the mistress, if all of her books were just about like fighter pilots who got murdered?" her <laughs> husband was.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. But she just refuses definitely... to talk about
1: it. But all of her books are about <laughs> murdering. I'm not going to
0: lie. There have been a few cases that I have chosen that are in direct correlation to things that have happened in my life regarding men. And I choose to, t- <laughs> I've done cases where it's like they're murdering the man because I'm like frustrated Yeah. in my own life. So um, yeah, I get it because <laughs> I can't do that stuff, but I can definitely research something and talk about, uh, talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, that was a wild ride, Bree. I knew nothing about it. I only knew the name Agatha Christie. Uh-huh. Didn't know. I knew she was an author. Didn't know what she wrote.
1: I knew zero going into this. Yep. Nothing at all. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Um, In Death on the Nile, uh, mm-hmm. in addition to um, Gal Gadot being in there, which is, I looked up how you say it's her G-d- It's is it Godot or is it Godot? No. It, an Israeli lady taught me how to say it. It's Godot. Really? And we just don't say the
0: we don't say the T. Mm-hmm. Why don't we say the T? Do we think we're fancy? Cuz she's Israelian. Yes. So she would she would Israelian. know how to say she's it. She's Israeli. Israeli. <laughs> Israeli. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't mind the alien. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've been watching too much
0: skinwalker shit um um so she's yeah, in she's it
1: israeli she's in it but also army hammer is in it the guy the cannibal the
0: cannibal yes oh, he, he's still actively acting yeah as a cannibal yeah like he's like he did we ever was it ever confirmed that he truly is a cannibal i don't know
1: it's the rumor in Hollywood, and he, like, moved out of his house. After that came out, he, like, moved out of his house quickly in the middle of the night. Like, it's, it was, like, a whole big thing.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Every time we see him or hear his name, I think that he's... I'm like, yeah, the cannibal guy. Yep. That's going to be his legacy. Not that he had a huge legacy,
1: but now it's it that. Is. That's the only thing I really know him for. Yeah. Like, I have never had seen him in any movies before I heard of him being a cannibal in hollywood yeah
0: and when i see his name i think of arm and hammer yes you know what i mean yeah okay army hammer i don't know any movies that he's been in okay apparently the google google machine doesn't work but wow okay brie well thank you so much for that and educating me on something i knew nothing about and now i kind of read want to read an agatha christie book because i see it's like murder mystery
1: Oh yes, murder mystery. I would honestly though, I I'd I'd watch a maybe a movie if you get into like a movie, a movie kind vibe. of a mood. And I would probably start with I I have only seen those two so far. Okay. Death on the Nile and uh Murder on the Orient Express, which by the way, Agatha Christie rode the the Orient Express. It was one of her like on a, her bucket list. She she rode the Orient Express and then that's inspired her novel okay and that's the one with johnny depp so, right yes okay johnny depp michelle pfeiffer okay cool all the cool people okay cool maybe i'll have to check that out it's a long one all right well i don't have a life about two hours but i don't have a life so, <laughs> so there's that and it, see these movies they start out slow oh man that's see that's how that's where so, that's where
0: movies lose me
1: Yep. So you got to really be committed because that's where it starts out slow and then it just snowballs really fast at the end. And you're like, oh, my God.
0: Okay, I'll try. Ah, that's It was cool. Okay, movies are hard because of that reason. There's a payoff in the end. Okay. All right. For sure. I can check her out. I can check her out. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any recommendations, if you have any movie recommendations, please let me know. If you're like, I cannot believe kylie doesn't watch movies she needs to see this one let me know and i'll watch it and i'll give you my review on it you watch marvel movies so. i do i can give you reviews on those that's all i watch i will always revert okay the scene in captain america the winter soldier when bucky walks off of the car uh, from the highway scene they do the highway scene and then he walks down on the car his walk perfection just saying that if you have, he's so hot why do i like the villains Why do I like the (laughs) villains? What's wrong with me? (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Yeah, I guess I'm going to watch that today after I go see houses. (laughs) I'm so lame. (laughs) Um, Anyway, guys, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. If you have any case recommendations, feel free to let us know. Drop us a DM or email us, contact at Perfect Stranglers, and we will chat with you next Thursday. Bye, everyone.